Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. What I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Tuesday edition of the program. So glad to have you with us. And we've got a good show for you here on this Tuesday edition of the program. Let's look at the show lineup very quickly. A service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Segment one, lots of news, lots of notes, lots of headlines to get to. We'll start with IU football here in just a few moments. We'll get into some things with the roster. The official IU basketball roster uh, was released yesterday, and we know some of the height and weight changes, which are always interesting to look at here in the preseason. A couple other things about IU basketball and the Big Ten and also recruiting uh, for the Hoosiers as well we'll discuss here in this opening segment. Also coming up later today, we'll have Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. Mike is always with us Tuesdays. We'll get into IU Ohio State football a little bit more today. It sounds like, uh, according to Coach Allen on Monday, he is fully expecting Ohio State to use a couple different quarterbacks in their offensive attack on Saturday. So we'll talk a little bit about what to expect from a very good Once again, no surprise, Ohio State team with Mike a little bit later today. And we'll get into some basketball as well, and we'll get into a couple recruiting things as well, because later in the show, we're going to be joined by Coach Ross of Little Rock Central. And he is joining our program because one of uh, IU's key targets in the 2024 class is Anor Boateng, and uh, he is getting a lot of interest from IU and many other schools. He set a visit to Indiana coming up right at the end of September, the start of October, and after his visit, he is going, after his visit to Indiana, shortly after that, he's going to make a college decision. It's been reported by the Arkansas paper. So uh, we'll see how things play out for the Hoosiers, but clearly he's a big target of Mike Woodson and the IU coaching staff. And so when you can zero in on somebody like Boateng, it's nice to have the head coach of his high school team join us to tell us a little bit about uh, who he is as a player and go through his recruiting uh, situation. And so uh, Coach Ross of Little Rock Central is set to join us a little bit later in the hour today. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Uh, Why not try Honey Baked Ham in New Albany today for a delicious lunch? They've got great sandwiches, salads, and soups that are made fresh daily and will surely satisfy any craving you may have. You may even find something else to take home as they have a variety of dinner packages. Give Honey Baked Ham in New Albany a try. I think you'll be glad that you did. So that is our lineup for this hour today. Also, the Thornton's text line 
That number is open always during the 11 a.m. hour, the number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you're looking for an icy, cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's and send us a text. IU football, IU basketball, headed in already to week three of the high school football season. That is crazy uh, and a lot of unknown out there. Were you at a game? Are you excited about a game? Who's a player that stood out to you? Uh, give a shout out. That's what this text line is for. We do our best to work them into the show each and every day. 502 414 1450 again 502 414 1450 had a lot of feedback yesterday after Floyd Central coach uh, James Bragg joined our program uh, it was great to hear him go through the final moments of that Highlander win over Terre Haute South in exciting fashion on Saturday night and just intriguing to hear him as the head coach take us through those final plays which led to a crazy touchdown and then the extra point kicker comes in that he doesn't even know if he knows what he's doing as far as how football goes and that his point right here, if he could kick it between the uprights, would win the game. It was a soccer player that was really in his first game with the Highlanders. So crazy story there, but a good one to help get our football season started. And uh, those are the things that we love to highlight. We're always on the lookout for not only great performances on the field, but neat stories and good wins by our local schools. And so it was great to have Coach Bragg with us to start our Monday program yesterday. If you missed that interview, like anything on our program, it's always available as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You'll find basically all of our shows. You can go back and listen to a segment. You can listen to a complete show, whatever you want to do on demand. And if you're with us live on the Big X or you listen recorded on demand via podcast, uh, we're so glad to have you with us, hopefully each and every day here on the show. What a great time as well as we begin this opening segment today. College football week one officially underway. I uh, was thinking about this earlier. You've got the uh, FIBA World Cup of Basketball, which is exciting if you like that kind of stuff. And I do. I haven't had a chance to, to really watch any of it uh, to date, but I do try to record the, the uh, Indiana, the uh, USA games, and get a peek at those guys if possible. But college football gets rolling, what is it, Wednesday or Thursday of this week? I think maybe this week it's Thursday. You get a little bit further into the season. You've got some of those MAC midweek games earlier in the week to kind of extend the college football week if you like mid-major football. NBA is not far off. Um, you know, Obviously, there's going to be a lot of workouts and preseason stuff there going very soon. And baseball is coming to its home stretch very soon. It won't be long. We'll be thinking about the postseason, which is always exciting no matter how much regular season MLB that you watch and of course high school football now underway we can start to think about high school basketball for the upcoming season I had a conversation with somebody over the weekend about that Jeffersonville my pick to be the best in the area right now next season but I'm not going to count out Providence they've got some real weapons back with Noah Lovin and others 
Coach Miller and staff do a tremendous job. I think they will be a team in Clark and Floyd counties that has a chance to have a really special year as well. And I think we'll have some other teams that maybe we're not thinking about immediately that uh, have an opportunity to make a little noise. Uh, there may be some openings in some of these sectionals that there typically have not been as far as maybe not a clear-cut favorite, which could open the door for another local team. But always fun to think about high school basketball here in the Hoosier State. And if you listen to this show on a regular basis, you know that we do a lot of that. So uh, just a couple things before we get going today. Let's get into our headlines of the day. IU, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but IU put out a press release earlier this morning that they have changed and added new parking policies and a mobile parking pass for the 2023 football season. I know a lot of you go up, you make a day of it, a weekend of it, you tailgate, you get there early, parking matters. Uh, so interesting stuff. I just simply scanned the release when it came out earlier. It looks like uh, some things to maybe speed up the process, which is always good. And it's amazing. Everything is mobile now. Everything's an app. Everything's a browser in your phone, all ticketing. So it makes sense that parking would be uh, less paper to remember, less the chance of you to forget your parking pass or your, your tickets at home. But uh, no surprise there, mobile parking now available for the 2023 football season in Bloomington. Also, I mentioned this already, but Coach Allen said yesterday he fully expects Ohio State to use two different quarterbacks in the season opener for the Hoosiers and the Buckeyes on Saturday. Of course, um, I guess there's some unknown with the Ohio State QB situation as well, but Coach Allen knows who's going to be the starter for Indiana. We don't. So will it be Taven Jackson? A lot of people think that. Brendan Soresby, obviously, also in the race for the QB slot as well. Uh, kicker up in the air, we found out yesterday from Coach Allen as well. So some key positions there, I should say not up in the air. The kicker has been chosen like the quarterback. There just is not going to be any kind of announcement about it. Indiana and Coach Allen always work to keep this stuff under wraps just about as much as they possibly can. So it's possible, it's likely that we really won't know the starting QB until we get probably some time into the warm-ups, but there you go. We'll see how it plays out. Regardless, it is a major, monster, humongous, whatever adjective you want to use, challenge for Indiana to open up the season with Ohio State. And I don't know if it's just me or not, but it seems like Indiana has opened up against Big Ten opponents more than anybody I can immediately think of, and often against really quality Big Ten opponents, including Ohio State just a few years back. So um, interesting start, tough start. I think we'll learn something about Indiana this weekend. The Hoosiers won't come out with a win. I don't think it'll be close, but we will find out some things about Jalen Lucas and how he can perform against a very solid Ohio State team. We'll find out some of the unknown that Coach Allen keeps from us in the offseason as far as some of the starters and how this thing's going to look. And the other thing to watch for this weekend, there are just a lot of new players. Uh, there were some key graduations some key losses last year. There are some intriguing guys from the transfer portal that come in from other solid football programs. It's just going to be interesting to see how this all works. So Indiana and Ohio State, we'll talk more about that coming up here in just a bit. Also, IU Basketball updated its roster. If you track these things on their website yesterday for the 23-24 college basketball season. And one of the things that I always look at I guess because Cliff Marshall, the IU strength and performance coach, 
is always tweeting out updates in the gym of these players lifting weights and flexing their muscles and uh, in sand pits doing all these crazy aerobics and workout stuff that college athletes do in the offseason. So you, you're, I'm curious, how does it change their weight? Or especially if you get to see a photo of their body, how does their body look maybe more ready for Big Ten basketball? So Xavier Johnson, no change in his weight. Kellel Ware, the incoming player, according to this is according to Indiana's measurements now, 210 pounds. I believe that's from when he arrived in Bloomington. I guess it could be from last season, but he's now 230 pounds. That's a plus 20 gain. Anthony Lill, 202, now 200. Anthony Lill lost a couple pounds. Anthony Walker from Miami, no change listed. Malik Renew, he actually lost a couple pounds. I know he's really been working on his body. We've seen some photos of that this offseason, but he's just a tad slimmer, a tad lighter perhaps. Caleb Banks, uh, 200 pounds last year to 215 now. C.J. Gunn has picked up 8 pounds if you're tracking all this at home. Peyton Sparks, the in-state player from Ball State that transferred. He was 240, now he's 255, and no change in Trey Galloway. Just a couple players of note from last season. Didn't see anything on McKenzie and Baco, which leads me to believe that these measurements are from the last college basketball season. But definitely interesting to see how the mass and the weight of some of these guys has changed as they get to Indiana and get their bodies prepared there's a lot that goes into that I don't know that we think about that enough or talk about that much but to get your body physically prepared for a tough and grueling uh, college football college basketball it really doesn't matter the conference I know the Big Ten has a uh, reputation of being um, aggressive and physical but I mean there's a lot that goes into that in the offseason it's a lot of work also uh, Xavier Johnson saw that he is uh, featured on the regional cover for our area for the Lindy's Sports College Basketball Preview Magazine. It's going to be available on September 12th. It's always fun to see um, who's on the cover, and uh, Indiana often with a player on the cover uh, because they can send out different editions and versions to different parts of the country. But when you start to see those at the grocery store, and they're really not as valuable at least as maybe what they used to be because of everything online. Uh, but when you see that kind of stuff hit the uh, newsstands, you know that we're getting closer and closer to the college basketball season. Uh, the top 10 from Lindy's, in case you were wondering, Kansas 1, Duke 2. Then you've got a couple Big Ten teams, Purdue 3, Michigan State 4, Tennessee, Marquette, they are 5th and 6th, Houston is 7th, Creighton is 8th, Miami is ninth, and Arkansas is 10th. So Purdue and Michigan State, the two lone Big Ten teams in the top 10 from Lindy's. And then I saw that the Athletic has their preseason top 25 out, and they've got four Big Ten teams in the top 25. The Boilermakers of Purdue, they are number four, the highest-ranked Big Ten team in the athletic preseason poll. Michigan State, again, right behind Purdue, number six, a couple spots back in the athletic rankings. Illinois was number 14, and then Wisconsin uh, at number 15. Wisconsin missed the NCAA tournament last season. I just saw a story yesterday 
that mentioned Greg Gard, the Wisconsin coach, could maybe be on the hot seat, which, again, I know they missed the tournament last season, but that surprises me a little bit, and I wondered if that was factual or not. But uh, those are the four Big Ten teams in the athletics preseason poll. In case you're wondering, they have Kansas 1, Marquette 2nd. Wow. Duke 3rd, Purdue 4th, Tennessee 5th. Uh, Michigan State 6th, Connecticut, who IU will play, is 7th, Arizona 8th, Creighton 9th, Baylor 10th. That is a look at the rankings in Kentucky, in case you were wondering, uh, number 16, according to the athletic preseason college basketball poll. Also, uh, yesterday we said that there were reports out from one of the national recruiting sites that Liam McNeely, was uh, had locked in on Indiana and that Indiana was a favorite for Liam McNeely. Those I'm paraphrasing here, but that was the kind of language being used. And other people on our show, including Mike Schumann, who's going to join us in the next segment, have mentioned that they really felt like the upcoming visit from McNeely to Bloomington, his second official visit, could be like a confirmation deal where, hey, he and his family want to see it one more time. They want to talk to the coaches one more time in person, and then maybe he's ready to make a decision and commit to the IU program. Well, maybe that's still true, but in the ever-changing world of college basketball recruiting, yesterday Paul Biancardi of ESPN uh, tweeted out that McNeely is going to take an official visit to Kansas this weekend, so September 1st through the 3rd. And then after his Indiana visit later in September, he's going to visit Texas from 22nd to the 24th of September. So um, I thought Texas had kind of been always one of the legitimate contenders for McNeely. Uh, Indiana had surged, it appeared recently. Maybe this is just a double check by McNeely to see these other campuses, but it does make you wonder what changed or how the word got out. He was uh, an Indiana lean, and maybe it still is, but uh, just interesting to follow this stuff. We thought, we think, Leah McNeely uh, could be the next player to commit to IU basketball, but who knows, because he's got three visits coming up with Indiana being one of those visits. So, again, uh, the world of college basketball recruiting, up and down and crazy. You never quite know where things stand. All right, we'll head to a commercial break. When we come back, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier will join me. We'll talk IU football. We'll get you all set for IU Ohio State coming up on Saturday. We'll talk IU hoops. We'll get into recruiting. And don't forget, still ahead on this Tuesday program, we are going to talk with Coach Ross of Little Rock Central about his star player, uh, Anor Boateng, who is a big IU target in the 2024 class. He as well has an official visit set to Indiana coming up a little bit later here in the fall. Stay with us. This is a Tuesday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Tuesday edition of the program. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier 
always joins in this segment. The Thornton's text line open 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Mike, we have made it to week one of the college football season. Unfortunately, I guess it's fair to say for IU football and IU fans, they open up with always talented, always good Ohio State. So while I do sense excitement from the IU fan base, um, I think people are well aware a tough one coming up to open the season. You'd like to use this game to learn more about Indiana, and maybe that's still possible, but against Ohio State and their uh, elite level of defense and offense, I'm not sure how things are going to go. Yeah, there's no doubt this is a highly challenging way to start the season, but I I guess the way I kind of look at it is you're going to play, at least under the current divisional format that goes away after this year, you're going to play Ohio State during during the course of the season. I think you'd rather get them in week one, especially when they're trying to figure out some key positions like quarterback and offensive tackle. Um, you know, there's never a great time to play Ohio State when you're Indiana, but but I think if you had to pick, um, that this might be the way to do it. I think when they played them in Week One and in, in Tom Allen's first full uh, season as head coach, they they kind of you know they had a lot of energy for that game, and they kind of had Ohio State uh, on their heels a little bit in the first half. I, I think that's what you can hope for here is that they, you know, they, they keep the game close in the first half and then just find a way to muck it up and, and make it interesting in the second. I know there's a lot of different areas of this IU team, uh, that we're unsure about some new faces. Uh, coach Allen has kept as always a lot of things close to the vest about starting quarterback, starting kicker and more. What are you most intrigued by or interested to see how it plays out in this opening game, win or lose for Indiana? Is there a certain area, offense, defense, a certain player? Um, what, what's, what are you going to be watching most to maybe help determine what you think of this Indiana team beyond the Ohio State game? It's always so funny to me. Like I've spent so much of my time, like you know, studying the, the the roster, you know, watching practice, talking to the coaches, and you have so many ideas about just what you just asked. Like what what's going to be interesting to watch when when they actually start playing? And it's almost like drinking from a fire hose when, when the game kicks off on Saturday because you're you're trying to process. So much information, you know, so many different things that you had thought about over the last month or two, and now it's all coming at you 100 miles an hour. So it, it's it's hard, and I always get overwhelmed. But obviously, you and me and everybody else would be watching the quarterback situation. I think I've said multiple times on your your show here that I, I won't be surprised if we see, um, you know, both Taven Jackson and Brendan Source be playing this game. Um, I just don't think anything was ever really decided from a you know from a competition standpoint i don't think either one of them really separated themselves they haven't really proven themselves so i i don't know that i'm not reporting it as a fact i just you know based on you know everything i've seen i i, I won't be surprised if that happens and i don't um you know i don't think tom allen he, he's been asked that question a couple times now since he said he's picked a quarterback and he, he hasn't really addressed it in the same way he did a year ago a year ago he said no we're not we're not going to play two quarterbacks we don't think that's the right approach this this time around when he's been asked it he's kind of dodged it or, or kind of talked through that or passed that question so i i still continue to think that's at least a very high uh, probability going into week one so definitely we'll 
have eyes on that. And that could be even be a situation where even if it's their plan going into the game, you know, if somebody has a really good first or second drive, um, that could be something you kind of just flip, you know, on the, on the fly if you feel like, okay, he looked really good, let's just roll with him. So that, that will definitely be interesting to watch. Um, offensive line, you know, I think, you know, in no other game than in the, or the Ohio State, and maybe, maybe Michigan as well, is, a, is the offensive line just critical because Indiana can get overwhelmed real quick from a pass rush standpoint, from a not being able to run the football standpoint. Um, there's been so much talk about Bob Bostad and, you know, a vet, what is a, a veteran returning offensive line for, for Indiana? Can they turn a corner? Can they give whoever is the quarterback time to throw the ball? Can they generate uh, gaps for running lanes for what appears to be a talented backfield? That is definitely something I'm going to be watching for. And then the defense, I mean, it's just, it's all over the place. I mean, this is an entirely new roster of uh, defensive players, you know, from D-line to, to uh, defensive backs. I mean, I think you're going to probably have uh, probably nine guys starting that, that uh, weren't with the team last year or uh, at least weren't starting last year. You know, the only main guys coming back that are probably starting are going to be Aaron Casey at linebacker and, and Josh Sanguinetti. Uh, potentially at safety, so just a ton of new faces, and, and you know, watching how that all comes together is going to be real interesting too. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier, my guest, talking IU football to begin the segment. You mentioned the possibility of two quarterbacks for Indiana. It sounds like Coach Allen is expecting Ohio State maybe to go with uh, two quarterbacks in this opening game as well. Yeah, absolutely, and I don't know that that necessarily. Uh, makes Indiana more comfortable in doing the same thing, um, but it, it's um, it's definitely going to be a case where Ryan Day's been more open about it, um, and basically saying I think every time he's been asked that, that they haven't decided that they're probably going to play two quarterbacks, and it's caused Indiana to have to uh, go back and watch like high school film on, on these two guys. Um, you know that it, you know. It, if you truly haven't decided, um, it, it's not a bad strategy, at least at least early in the season if somebody hasn't separated themselves. And it does create uncertainty uh, trying to prepare against something like that. Uh, you know, I think when I asked Alan about that last week, he, he said that he doesn't view these two Ohio State quarterbacks as being especially different from a skill set perspective, obviously very talented to be competing to play in that program, but it, but it not necessarily, you know, like one's a great runner and one's a great passer. I think, you know, when you go to Ohio State, you've got the complete skill set. So it's, it's not different, but they do have to at least spend time uh, this week, you know, doing their homework on both of them, which kind of distracts from the overall mission at least a little bit. So um, that element is there for Ohio State, and it could potentially be there for Indiana as well. We could, we could see – Four quarterbacks on the field in the first half, which is, you know, a pretty unusual thing. Yeah, for sure. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, with his Thornton's text line open, 502-414-1450. Let's transition to basketball. Yesterday, the IU basketball roster was updated for the 23-24 season, and guys like you and I follow that kind of stuff. Uh, your biggest takeaway from... Uh, a weight change or reduction, I, I'm going to guess it has to be Kellel Ware. 
um, 20 pounds heavier than he was a year ago at this time. Yeah, and, and that's me going back to Oregon's roster from a year ago. They had him listed at, at seven foot and 210 pounds, which kind of that, that's a hard one to, to process in and of itself. You know, only 210 for for a seven footer. That, that's pretty pretty skinny. Um, but he's added 20 pounds over the course of somewhere. I don't know how much of that was during the season at Oregon. Uh, versus when he arrived at IU, I, I think most of it since he's been at IU in, in June. Um, so, so he's a guy that's clearly, you know, bulked up. Um, you know, obviously nowhere near like a, a Zach Eady at 295. He's got a long way to go to to, to deal with guys like that. But at least, he, at least he's building on on his his, uh, his frame there. So, so that's a, a good start. You know, Caleb Banks. Increased from 200 to, to 215 pounds. He, he did look pretty thin out there last year as well, so I think that's a, a good thing for him. And, and Peyton Sparks, if you want somebody that, that is going to be able to, you know, contend in the Big Ten, at least from a size standpoint, he's all the way up to 255 at, at six foot nine. So he, he's a guy that can get in there and bump and, and push people around in the Big Ten. So those are probably the ones that stood out to me the most. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier. Mike, um, other basketball stuff to note. Uh, Big Ten teams in some of these preseason rankings, Purdue getting a lot of love. I've seen them number four in one poll, number five in another. Uh, They are leading the Big Ten, along with Michigan State, who generally is behind them a spot or two, but they are kind of leading the Big Ten right now as far as the preseason, getting the most love, the most hype as a team that on a national level could do big things and in the Big Ten Conference perhaps the favorite to win it. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. I mean, they, they return most of their key contributors from a year ago, talking about Purdue here. Um, you know, and, and obviously they return Edie, the, the uh, national player of the year, according to just about every outlet last year, and, and just a, a incredibly difficult guy to prepare for and contend with in games. Um, you know, even the, the guys that they lost, David Jenkins and, and Brandon Newman, um, I think they've somewhat addressed those departures, if you will, with, with adding Lance Jones from Southern Illinois as a transfer, Miles Colvin as a, a talented and athletic uh, freshman guard. So, um, you know, just, you know, there's, there's obvious question marks with the team that were uh, exposed and highlighted in their, their March Madness one and done appearance, but. You got to look at the complete body of work from a year ago. They were Big Ten regular season champs, tournament champs, number one seed in the NCAA tournament, and they've got just about everybody back from that team. So it's not a surprise that that people think that uh, that they'll be right there in the conversation for all of that stuff again. And you know what? I mean, it, it's fun for IU fans to talk about the the loss. Uh, in the NCAA tournament last year to a 16 seed, but at the same time, uh, we, we saw Virginia turn around off that exact same scenario and win a national title the next year. So um, I don't think anyone doubts that Matt Painter is, is a really good coach, and this is going to be a really motivated team coming into this year. So I, I, I would agree with anyone who's putting them in the top 10 at this point. And then, as you said, Michigan State's right there in that conversation as, as well. I do, I do question a little bit with them whether or not they're going to have the, um, the front court 
to contend in, in some games like against the Purdue, and I would even say like against Indiana. I think front court is the real strength of, of Indiana's team this year. Um, I really like Michigan State's guards and in their wing spot with you know with the Tyson Walker and AJ Hogarth, Malik Hall. Um, but but I'm not sure that they're as proven in the front court. We talk about guys like a Jackson Kohler. Um, you know, you got freshman Xavier Booker coming in. I, he's going to be real fascinating for me to watch. Obviously, an in-state guy that, that IU took a real hard look at. Um, probably more of a stretch four type guy, but he's pushing seven foot himself. Um, so, you know, how he translates in year one in the Big Ten is going to be real interesting to watch as well. But if you ask me, who would I put at the top of the Big Ten? I, you know, just because Purdue is so proven in a regular season standpoint at contending at the top of the Big Ten, even when we don't think that they necessarily will, that they're always right there. And this year, it just seems so clear. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, he's with us Tuesdays. Got to get to IU basketball real quick before we go, or recruiting, I should say, before we go. Liam McNeely, you were the first guy to say this that. You feel like maybe this visit, this upcoming visit in September to Bloomington could kind of be a confirmation visit. Then not long after you said that on this show, others on a national level started saying that he really was leaning toward Indiana. And that was the report, the thought, as of yesterday. And then I saw this morning now he set some additional visits, one to Kansas coming up this weekend, and then Texas later in the month after his visit to Bloomington. Uh, are those just, hey, go with my teammate Derek Queen and check things out, or is that serious competition for Indiana, who kind of was thought to be the leader for McNeely? Yeah, I mean, I, I would never take Kansas lightly in recruiting. I, I, I put my money on Bill Self and, and his track record any any day of the week, at least in terms of being a legit threat. So I, I don't I don't think McNeely and Queen are going out to to Kansas this weekend just to um, you know take a tour of Lawrence uh, <laughs> like like we did last year um, to see the the original basketball rules and all the history there at the Allen Fieldhouse. I, I think it's anytime guys are doing this. It's legit. Kansas wants them. Um, you know, I, I'd be more concerned about McNeely actually, just because of the um, you know the fit there. You know, they just had a great one and done season from uh, Grady Dick, who I, I would say is very similar in skill set wise to to McNeely, and so they can make a real compelling case for him. Um, Queen Queen's a little bit funny to me, and it may be more of just kind of going along. Because they, they did just land Florida Badunga, uh, and I can't imagine that Derek Queen would want to commit to Kansas and try to compete with Florida. Not that he couldn't beat him out, but you know, just to have that obstacle in front of you, whereas you could go somewhere else and, and be kind of the only five-star center in your class. They, they, they are different players. They do have different skill sets, but it's not like one's this great perimeter shooter where you can see the two of them on the floor naturally together in a modern style. So the, from that aspect, um, it, I, I feel like Queen might be you know, just going along with his buddy and checking things out uh, a little bit more. I, I still feel like Indiana is the, the lead uh, for McNeely. Um, you know, it felt weird for all this time to say, okay, he's got no other visits scheduled other than Indiana for, for the fall of his senior season. So, um, 
it's not necessarily surprising that he scheduled these other visits to Kansas and, and Texas, but it does at least make you question a little bit that, you know, Indiana may not be like a slam dunk, like, like some of us started to think that he might be. This at least makes you pause and say, okay, this is going to be a little bit more challenging. And, you know, obviously Texas is the school we're not talking about, but that's his home state school. And for a while, going back to the spring and last year, I think a lot of people thought they were the favorite. So, it, you know, you're recruiting a top couple top 15 five stars. It, it's never going to be easy. You just want to be able to be in these recruitments and, and have a puncher's chance, and I think that's where we are right now. All right, Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier. Mike, as always, great stuff. Enjoy week one of college football. We'll do this again next Tuesday. Okay, Matt. Talk to you later. All right, we'll head to a commercial break. In the next segment, we will talk with Coach Ross from Little Rock Central. He's the coach of Anor Boateng, who is a big prospect in 2024, a lot like Liam McNeely. We'll get the inside scoop from Brian Ross, his high school coach, a great high school program down in Arkansas, Little Rock Central is, and he'll join us next after this on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back. Final segment of our Tuesday program. You know, IU fans love to track recruiting, and if we're going to talk recruiting, I prefer to talk with the high school coach. So it's great to have Brian Ross, the head coach of Little Rock Central, a great high school basketball program in the state of Arkansas, with us to talk about Anor Boating, who is a big-time prospect in the 2024 class on a national level. He's got all sorts of interest, a lot of scholarship offers, and he's got a very busy month or two ahead of him taking official visits, including one to Indiana. Uh, he'll be done with his IU visit on October 1st, and according to reports, we'll make a decision sometime after he makes that final official visit. Coach Ross, thanks for being with us today. Hey, Matt, glad to be here. Coach, we'll just start off with a general question. Tell us about Anor. I've seen video of him. I know a lot of IU fans very intrigued with the player that he is for you at Little Rock Central, but maybe more so intrigued with the prospect that he could be in college or down the line. Yeah, uh, first off, Honor, is a, he is a great kid, and I love going on and talking about him because uh, there's really only positives to say. Um, he's been here since the ninth grade, but I've known his family since he was a seventh grader. Um, just a great kid, comes from a great family, um, well-rounded kid. He, he's one of the rare basketball players, especially really great basketball players. He also plays in the band. Uh, he's a saxophone guy uh, in the marching band here at school, and then he's, he's got a 3.7 GPA, taking a bunch of AP courses and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so he's not just good at basketball. He's, he's really great at everything. Um, but as far as a basketball player, he's six foot six, two hundred and fifteen pounds, just phenomenal athlete. Um, Thirty eight inch vertical, um, huge wingspan, six eleven and a half. Uh, and you know, as a as a young player for us, when he was a freshman, we had a really good team. But 
he just came in and he was immediately the best defensive player on our team. And I, I felt like he was probably the best defensive player in the entire state of Arkansas, even as a ninth grader. Um, and then his offensive game is just to continue to develop through the years. Uh, he's, he's become our leading, leading scorer, or really he became our leading scorer as a sophomore, but really started adding to his game last year. He was Gatorade player of the year uh, in Arkansas and, uh, we're hoping that he repeats that and possibly even McDonald's All-American this year. Absolutely. Coach, uh, maybe you are prepared to do this more than anyone else that's around him or that has known him, worked with him through the years. How do you project him to, say, the Big Ten Conference? Where would he play in that conference? Where could he be as far as his body and his skill set? Where would you see him on the floor there? He's just so versatile. I mean, that's probably his greatest asset. Um, so he probably comes in and plays the three, but, I mean, he could be two, three, four. Uh, you know, I, I guess actually a story that would be familiar for Indiana fans, when he was a ninth grader, he guarded Khalil Ware, who is now playing for Indiana, seven-footer, um, in, in the state championship game, and that was one of our conference rivals was Khalil's team. So he guarded a seven-footer as a ninth grader, but he would also guard the other team's you know, point guard, if that was their best player that year. So, so versatile on defense. He can he can literally guard any position. Um, and then offensively, I think he can come in and fill whatever role you need him to. I mean, he can be your isolation go-to scorer. Uh, he can spot up and, and hit threes if you've got another guard that's creating uh, for him. Uh, he can rebound uh, and just do a little bit of everything. He He's a great player to have on your team because he can fit with, any other group of four players uh, or really into any system that you want to run. Little Rock Central coach Brian Ross is my guest. We're talking about his star player, Honor Boating, who is an IU target and will visit the campus coming up later in the month of September. Coach, I know that Honor's been extremely busy. Uh, he's down to eight schools, and he's got visits set uh, starting a couple weeks ago through October 1st to six of those eight schools that he is considering. Um, is there a lot of pressure like there is here in Indiana for an in-state guy to give the nod to commit to the in-state program like Arkansas, or is it maybe not as strong as what it is here in this basketball crazy state we're in? I'm sure it's pretty similar. You know, Arkansans are, are pretty crazy over basketball right now because, uh, you know, Eric Musselman's been here, and they've gone to the Elite Eight a couple years in a row. So, yeah, I mean, everybody's talking about it. Every time I go anywhere, everybody's asking me, where's Honor going to go? Where's, where's he going to go? I hope he's going to be a hog you know, and all that, but um, Honor's really open. Uh, he's not necessarily leaning one way or another yet. He wants to take his visits. He wants to sit down with his family uh, shortly after he's finished with all those visits uh, and make a decision. But, um, I mean, yeah, there's a little pull from the from the local crowd here. Um, but, you know, the, he's visiting five out-of-state schools, too, that all have quality programs, quality schools. So I, th I think he's really open right now. Coach Ross, I've read a number of reports where Honor has mentioned that he's been directly in contact with Coach Mike Woodson uh, fairly often. And, you know, often you'll see assistant coaches handle recruitings, and I am sure that's the case with Honor as well. But Coach Woodson and he seem to have uh, developed a relationship at this point. Do you know much about that? And have you had much contact with Coach Woodson or the IU staff? I've, I've had contact with some of the assistants. They've, they've called me uh, – you know, once a week for 
the last six weeks or so, trying to gauge where he's at and, and set things up for him, find out more about him. Uh, I guess Coach Woodson's probably communicating directly with Honor. And, um, you know, that's the way it usually goes. I don't have a lot of head coaches calling the high school coach asking me. That, that happens every now and then. But a lot of times those assistants are reaching out to me. But, yeah, I think Honor's hearing from uh, from Coach Woodson, and, and he's, he's getting it from it. Every angle uh, that anybody thinks is going to give them an advantage right now, I think uh, they're on him pretty hard. Absolutely. You mentioned that Honor was Gatorade Player of the Year last season as an underclassman in Arkansas. So tell us about his chances to win that award, be Mr. Basketball in your state, and what Little Rock Central basketball in general could look like this year in his final go-around. Well, we've got a great chance to be really good anytime you've got a kid like him. Um, you know, we were, we were probably the top team in the state the vast majority of last season. We got upset early in the state tournament, so we did not win that state championship. But uh, we've got a couple of other uh, lower-level Division One guards. And, uh, we've got a 6'8 kid uh, to play the inside, so we think we've got a really good team this year. And hopefully, uh, hopefully Honor can walk out with with all the awards and, the, and that team championship trophy to end the senior year storybook ending. Absolutely. Now, Coach, his last visit is to Indiana. Indiana fans, I think, like that, that Coach Woodson and the staff have the last chance, perhaps, to maybe try to close the deal with him. Once he gets back uh, to Little Rock after visiting all these campuses and he finishes his IU official there at the start of October, any idea of the time frame? I know he's mentioned that a decision could be would be forthcoming after that, but has there been a date set or any details on when he might actually pull the trigger on choosing a school? There's not a date set, but, but he wants to uh, – he, he doesn't want to drag it out. He wants to get the decision made as soon as he can so that he can get on and focus on his senior year here. Um, but at the same time, he wants to be thorough. He wants to take all his visits and gather all the info he, that uh, he can. But, you know, I've, I've always heard it's, it's best to be last uh, when you're talking about these because you get the last word, you get the last chance to uh, answer all the questions and – and be the last one to make a good impression on him. So I would say Indiana's uh, sitting in a really nice spot there. Little Rock Central coach Brian Ross talking about to honor Boateng, his key 2024 prospect that will visit Indiana coming up later in the fall. Coach, one other thing. I did not realize this until you mentioned it here during our interview, but it sounds like you have coached against Kellel Ware, and maybe that's a, a rival uh-huh. school where he was at. So what could you tell listeners about the big seven-footer who everybody's so intrigued about for the upcoming year? Great player, just and and really a phenomenal kid. I mean, he went to our our number one hated rival, but you couldn't help but respect him as a player. Um, so skilled, he could shoot the ball from three, uh, even at a young age, as early as ninth or the tenth grade. He he was really developing that outside shot. Uh, you know, when you're that tall, that young, your body develops a little bit later. So he kind of had to develop some of that inside toughness. But by the time his senior year was over, he was a real force. Um, and we had some great games against those guys. But but I like Khalil a lot, and I hope he has a, a great time there at Indiana. All right, Coach Ross, Little Rock Central. Coach, thank you so much for the insight, and perhaps we'll chat again down the line a little bit. But regardless, best of luck to you and your team this season. Okay, thanks a lot, Matt. 
All right, uh, Coach Ross of Little Rock Central. I love to reach out to the high school coaches. Coach Ross is a guy that's been through the ringer there in Arkansas, and great to have him with us to tell us more about Honor. And I always mispronounce his name, Honor Boating. Coach helped me with that before the interview, so hopefully I got it fairly close. But he's an intriguing prospect, and uh, there's a little bit more for him or for you about him and who he is as a player and maybe a future Indiana Hoosier. Who knows? Thanks for being with us here on this Tuesday show. We'll be back with you Wednesday at 11 a.m. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Matt Dennison.